Welcome to the Bringing the Human Back to Human Resources podcast, the podcast all about the delicate balance between people and business, and quite literally, reconnecting the two. My name is Tracy Rubin, and I've spent nearly my entire professional career in HR. Join me as I share stories, opinions, and words of advice with you each week. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here for another week. Um, First of all, I have been traveling so much personally and for work, and I am finally back home in my quote-unquote recording studio, a.k.a the opposite side of my work desk. I switched things around. So if you saw my TikTok, it's different now. TikTok is irrelevant at this point. Um, or that TikTok, not TikTok in general. Totally still relevant. Um, but anyway, I'm back. Anyway, first of all, I just want to say thank you so much to those of you who rate, review, and comment. Um, I see every review. I see every comment. And I just so appreciate not only your feedback, but also your um, excitement about what we're doing here. And so with that said, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you are listening to or watching this podcast. And also don't forget to follow me on Instagram at HRTracy. It's a great place for us to connect directly. I answer every DM unless you are soliciting me or you know spamming me. Then I will not answer you. Um, but anyway, make sure you follow me. Let's get connected. Before we get into the episode, I just want to cover some housekeeping. The first is a reminder and the second is a little FYI. So the first thing, just a reminder that I am the host of another podcast. It's called The Frontline and that podcast is through my employer. So I'm really excited about adding another podcast to the repertoire. Um, But there you can hear us talk about um, hourly employees and the challenges that they experience and also the specific things that we need to do to improve their lives. So it is much more specific to that um, group of people, but I really would love if you subscribe and t- took a listen. It is a different format, a different style of podcast, but I think that you will enjoy nonetheless, especially if you have an hourly workforce. It's definitely something to tune into, and those episodes will come out every other Thursday. So you'll be able to hear me in the beginning of your week and at the end. You're welcome. Just kidding. Um, the other thing, which is the FYI, is that I am putting a trigger warning on this episode. We will be talking about death, um, loss of life within our organizations, as well as um, tragic events that result in loss of life around us. So um, if that is something that you are unable to listen to, I completely understand. You can mark this episode as played and come back next week for the next episode. I do want to remind you, though, that unfortunately, being in the HR profession means that we have to deal with people, and dealing with people means that we have to deal with all of the elements of life, starting and the ending. Um, and hopefully, we don't have to deal with the latter all that much, but our jobs will at some point revolve around or involve ourselves with dealing with death. Um, and so, you know. I I want to be cognizant that some people are not going to be able to listen to this episode, which is why I'm placing a trigger warning on this. But I also want to remind you of that point that it is unavoidable um, if you are in this profession. And I hope to give you some tips and strategies for handling and working through these things and supporting your people when things like this happen. Um, And so with that, I I do think it is important to be prepared um, for the worst case scenario. And if something like tragic or, or 
um, involving an employee comes up so that you know how to deal with it in the best way possible. Um, because otherwise it's going to catch you really off guard and it's going to catch you off guard anyway. But if you can have some tools in your tool belt, then that is a really good thing. So with that, I hope that you continue to listen if you can, if not totally okay. So without further ado, um, I will kick us off into the episode. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to or watch this podcast. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at HRTracy, connect with me on LinkedIn, email me, head to the show notes for all of those links. It probably comes as no surprise, regardless of where you're listening, that there have been a number of horrific acts of violence in the United States in the last few weeks, really in the last month or so. And um, most recently, the shooting in Uvalde, Texas, at a school, at an elementary school, was one of the most horrific things that I have ever read about or heard about. There have been, unfortunately, way too many mass shootings and way too many school shootings. We have experienced, unfortunately, an incredible loss of life throughout these horrific events. Um, and it's, I, I don't even know how, what to say or how to talk about it. Um, but I think it's important that as an HR professional, I provide you with some tips with how to go about discussing this or dealing with this. So when an employee passes away in an organization, um, whether it's part of your organization or another, I do think that there is a, a way to manage through this that is most supportive and um, most compassionate. So the first thing is, you know, whether it's a, a surprise or a sudden situation or it's something that is kind of anticipated, it doesn't make it any easier, um, but there are some ways in which you have to act quickly. So the first thing that you have to do is you need to, you need to tell the colleagues of the employee first. So assuming that they're on a team um, and maybe their boss is already aware, um, those are the first people that need to know. They, th these conversations cannot happen in group settings. We never know how people are going to react to death, let alone to the death of a colleague, a friend potentially. Um, and so these things have to be spoken about um, in clusters, in my opinion. So first, their team. Second, their, you know, or I should say first, their employees and their leader. Second, their, the team that they're on. Third, maybe the wider team if they work cross, you know, collaboratively or cross-functionally with other departments. And then, in my opinion, the best thing to do is to send an email because, again, you don't know how people are going to react. And to announce something like this on a, on a team call or something like that I don't think would be appropriate unless maybe you're a really small community, small organization. But otherwise, you have to think about how is the person on the receiving end of this communication going to react and it can be extremely upsetting. It is extremely upsetting, right? Um, but people don't necessarily want to have a raw reaction in front of all of their colleagues. So definitely something that needs to be broken up. The second thing is employers can do something really meaningful. Um, one, they can set up um, opportunities for employees to speak with a counselor. Um, that's something that I did in my past where we brought in um, you know, a grief counselor so that you know, throughout the the business the business day, um, employees could go into the room with the grief counselor and connect with them, speak with them, and have those resources available. There are also EAP programs. So your organization, if you offer benefits to your employees, you likely have an EAP 
Um, and that information should be sent to every employee because people, again, grieve differently. They go through these things differently and they might need to speak with someone. And usually through EAPs, you can have um, access to free resources or those um, resources will connect you with other resources that will um, suit the suit you or the employee, whoever is contacting the EAP. So um, those are two things that immediately can support the population, the wider population. The third thing that I think is um, a really nice gesture is to send the family or um, the the person's, you know, contacts, flowers, either for the funeral or um, in general. And I think that that to me is one of the one of the things that every person should do when they're confronted with employee loss of life because um you know your employees are part of your family right you're you're working more than you're at home and um it is a loss for everyone it's a loss for everyone at work and it's a loss for that person's loved ones right so um when you think about the dedication that the person provided to the organization um it's a nice gesture and an appropriate gesture for you as an HR person or a team or the employer in general to send some sort of token um, flowers or otherwise to the family so that there is a, um, you know, a sentiment there that you appreciate the work that they did while they were with us. So um, those are some things that, you know, if you haven't had to deal with this, that's an amazing thing. I hope that none of you ever have to deal with employee death, employee loss of life ever in your careers. But the likelihood of you never dealing with it is very low. That, I hope, is helpful. You may also need resources. You may also need to speak with a grief counselor or EAP. So make sure that you also take care of yourself. It is not easy to always be the one to, uh, you know, kind of take on these challenging moments and you lead with a, a positive attitude um, and support for others. So make sure you're also supporting yourself. This episode is brought to you by Namely. We all do our best to keep ahead of business trends, but keeping ahead can be its own full-time job. With everyone wearing multiple hats, it's easy to fall behind. That's why you need to make the switch to Namely, the all-in-one HR solution that adapts with your business. Namely helps you and your team with all aspects of HR, from onboarding and performance management to payroll and intuitive benefits enrollment, whether you have 50 or 1,000 employees, all in one connected and modern platform. Plus, Namely is customizable for your company, culture, and goals, so they can match where you are now and adapt as you grow. Grow with Namely. Learn more about making the switch today by going to my special URL at namely.com slash humanhr. And for a limited time, get one month free when you make the switch to Namely. Don't wait. That's namely.com slash humanhr. When it comes to tragic moments in time and horrific acts of violence, as I mentioned, these mass shootings in the United States specifically, um, there is no right way, in my opinion, to handle these things. Every person is affected by these types of situations differently and that's okay. Um, I think the first thing is that as an organization, you need to know exactly how you will speak about tragedy. It has to do with how you support people and the loss of life that impacts the people in your organization and potentially their loved ones. We never know who could have been directly affected 
by those situations. People might not share if they've been directly affected. So I think the first thing is as an organization, you have to be clear on how you um, respond to things like that. Um, second, you have to say something right away. Um, people look to their employers to guide them through difficult situations. We are always turning to our colleagues and our bosses for guidance in difficult moments. If there's anything that I know from living through 9-11, for example, it's that when you stick together and you band together, you're stronger. You're stronger for it and you come out stronger in the end. With this um, unfortunate shooting in Texas, like what do you say? I can tell you I have I had no idea what to say. I even posted that on LinkedIn. I'm like, I there are no words. Like what do you say when something is so horrific and so inexcusable and so preventable, right? Um, but I think that the first step is to acknowledge that something happened. And again, I, I think that there are organizations that maybe take a little bit of a backseat to th things like this. There are organizations that are really, really, really hands-on with things like this. Um, but the first, I, I think that immediate response is always um, the right way to go to just say, oh my gosh, this, what happened in, in Uvalde is absolutely horrible. Here are resources for you. Here, you know, if you need AIP, if you need resources, reach out. Here's the EAP information. You might not have all the right things to say, but pointing people in the right direction and acknowledging that something really tragic has just happened is uh, usually a good way to go or at least to start. I think as, as human beings, we have to be able to have these conversations and allow our employees to talk about these things because it is so deeply upsetting. Um, the second thing is I think if as an organization you can figure out again kind of coming back to how we communicate these things if you can figure out the stance or the the way that you communicate as an organization think thoughtfully about the communication that you send um because there is going there to me there has to be like a, a formal written something that comes out before talking about it in a public forum because again, like I said before and earlier in this episode, you don't know how people are going to react. And I think our first instinct is probably to talk about these things as a wider group. Um, but people might, people really might not be comfortable with that. And some people might get very upset and people just, you know, I don't think we can assume that, that people won't be upset to be upset in front of others. So, you know, I'm sure that many of us have team calls or or meetings in person. I think these kinds of conversations, if they are spoken about as a wider group, in person is always the way to go. But if you can't be in person, then I think, you know, the first thing to do is to communicate in writing um, so people can process. And then the second thing is probably to have a, a wider conversation, either individually, reaching out to people who maybe you know are more closely connected to the situation um, or if you do have a wider conversation to preface that it is a safe space that people can turn off their cameras if it is not in person um, and that in general you know we want we want individuals to feel supported and know that they have resources to turn to um, but I, I really I have to go back to what I said initially which is that there is no right way I think there's always a lot of pressure on HR people to do the right thing and say the right thing, but we are human beings, right? We're people too, and we might not know 
what the right thing to say is. And I think that that is okay. Um, and sometimes the right thing is to just be the person that's accessible to be the person that can, that someone can talk to if they're feeling, you know, that they need resources or they like they need to speak to someone. Um, but there is no, there is no right way to deal with things like this that are tragic and heavy and sad. Um, but I think from a cultural standpoint, if you're instilling and building psychological safety and you stand by that and you are allowing your employees to feel comfortable and confident to reach out if they need, um, resources, then that is that you're doing everything right in those moments. Then if people do have psychological safety and are comfortable reaching out, there's a ton of pressure on us as HR people to always get it right. And you know what? What I've learned throughout, unfortunately, throughout all of these tragedies is that you might respond one way and there's always going to be someone that doesn't agree with the response and you'll respond another way and there's always going to be someone that doesn't agree with that response. Someone might say, you should do it this way and you do it that way and they could still be upset, right? So you have to, um, you have to think about your organization, your community, um, the people that work for you and what they might be impacted by and really think about what is the most compassionate way to talk about something like this and what is going to support my people most, what is going to support those individuals the most. Um, and so I think, I think that can vary. It varies by organization. And I think it's important that we um, remember that we are just human and it is okay if we don't get it right. It's okay if someone doesn't agree with the way that we um, handled something. It's, it's something to think about. It's something to, to accept feedback on and process. But again, we are human beings reporting on human beings, unfortunately not being with us anymore. And that's really hard. So, um, you know, be prepared for situations like that. Um, confide in others, in people who are either mentors or colleagues or, um, people who are your, you know, your trusted feedback partners, for example, maybe you have an idea for how to respond to something, um, run it by them. And then the last point here is, you know, I think organizations that have volunteer programs, um, regardless of whether they are financial, uh, contribution programs or time, you know, like volunteering time, those are amazing programs for being able to say, Hey, we are, you know, we are responding to this tragedy with action, right? So, um, if someone, if you as an organization have a volunteer program, then you can in communicating or, or expressing grief over a tragedy, you can, um, you can support an organization or you can volunteer your time, um, whatever, either individually or as an organization on the whole, and that can go a long way. And actually this brings me to a point that I forgot with the first, um, discussion on loss of life within the organization from an employee, um, employee death. If that employee is really passionate about something, like maybe they're really passionate about the environment or something like that, if the organization makes a contribution to uh, a charity of their choice, I think that also is a really, really nice gesture. So there are so many things that organizations can do from an action-oriented standpoint that I think goes a long way, um, whether it's with employee death or with tragic loss of life um, in our communities. You know, I know this was a heavy subject, but I do hope that you are fueled with a few more resources than before, or maybe you just needed to hear 
that the way that you responded was okay and that there is no right way to handle these things. There are things that you have to do, like, again, you know, be there for your people, be compassionate, be empathetic, right? Those things, if you don't do it, then yeah, maybe you didn't do the right thing. But either way, if you're doing those things, if you're meeting the fundamental um, pieces of how we support our people through tragic events, then everything else that you do is going to be a judgment call and it's not right or wrong. Some things, you know, we don't want the opportunity to do it again because we don't want these tragic events to happen again. But, you know, through life experience, we gain more knowledge and we gain more insights into how we would handle something differently. And that's also really valuable. So um, if you didn't, you know, maybe maybe you didn't feel like you did everything 100% correctly, that's okay. You probably did. There is no right way to deal with these things. It's all hard and it all falls on us. And there has to be a little bit of compassion for us, I think, in these moments as well. But um, rest assured that if you supported your people, you provided them resources and you create opportunity and space for psychological safety, then already you are doing something right. Next week's episode is a lot lighter and a lot more fun. Um, but I do think it is always important to talk about the realities of our lives and our roles. So I hope that this was helpful to you. Um, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening and watching. And with that, feel free to reach out if you need any resources for yourself or for others. And if there's anything that I can do to support you, please email me, DM me, contact me on LinkedIn, however you prefer to get in touch, please do so. And thank you so much for being here. I will speak to you next week.